you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In this episode, we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis. So, what is sleep paralysis? According to science, it's when our body goes into the fifth and final stage of sleep, rapid eye movement, or REM sleep. During this stage, our brain disconnects or unplugs itself from our body so that when we dream, we don't act out our dreams in this reality. Makes sense, right? We wouldn't want to act out our dreams in reality and hurt ourselves or hurt others by accident. Also, during the REM stage, our breathing is more shallow, but our heart rate and our blood pressure rises. Some terms I would like to define right now are hypnopompic, which describes the period when a person wakes up, and hypnogogic, which describes the period when a person falls asleep. So sometimes during these stages, our mind wakes up and we can be completely aware, completely conscious, but our body is still shut down, meaning we are awake and our body is completely paralyzed. So our mind is awake and our body just needs to wait for the brain to send a signal for it to catch up to it. Sleep paralysis has actually been placed under REM parasomnia and classified as a disrupted sleep disorder. It is said that because our brain is still trying to wake up and make sense of things, people will experience hypnopompic and hypnogogic hallucinations. Most of these hallucinations are frightening things, which triggers people to react, only to realize that they cannot because they are paralyzed, which makes this event 1,000 times more scarier. Along with the hallucinations, many people have also reported a heavy sensation on their chest, or some sort of large pressure on their chest which science says it's due to the shallow breathing which happens during REM. Sleep paralysis is completely different from night terrors and or nightmares. Science has attempted to find a direct cause for it, but they haven't found any. Only that it's been linked to lack of sleep, anxiety, depression, and or sleeping on your back. But since there is no direct cause, then there's also no direct treatment. It's interesting to note that 4 out of 10 people have or have experienced sleep paralysis. And almost every culture in this world has a name for it. In the US and in Canada, it's mostly commonly known as the night hag because it is said that an old hag comes and visits you at night. In Scandinavian folklore, it's known to be caused by the Mar. In German, it's Mar, and in Norse, it's Mare, 
meaning female supernatural being, which is a root word for nightmare. In Turkey, it's called the Karabasan, I believe I pronounced that right. And in Chinese, they know it as a ghost pressing on bed. In the Japanese culture, it's known as the Kanashibari, and in Arabic, the Jathum, what sits heavily on something, and so on. In Jewish, Babylonian, and Sumerian mythology, sleep paralysis has also been attributed to Lilith. She's the mother of demons and a succubus. A succubus is a demon in a female form who, according to mythology, lies upon sleeping men in order to engage in sexual activity with them. And an incubus is the male counterpart. More recently, sleep paralysis has also been associated with alien abductions. I have had many experiences with sleep paralysis. In fact, I had one just yesterday. Maybe I had one because of all the research that I've been doing on it, you know, to present it for this episode. And or maybe it's because I've been giving the topic much attention, meaning much energy, that I actually manifested an experience. But I can tell you this, no matter how many times I have had them, it's still somewhat frightening because you never know quite exactly what you will see in the room there with you. My very first experience happened when I was about 23 years old. I was living in an apartment with my husband in San Diego, California. And to be honest, I don't remember if I had any stress or if I had been stressed out about something or if I had had any lack of sleep. But I do know that I had been sleeping on my back. I remember waking up and looking around my room. I saw my feet covered around my blankets. I then saw my window to my left. And I vividly remember it was during the day, it was during the morning because the sun was extremely bright and I even saw the sun rays shining through the window. I then saw my door, which was on my right, and that's when I sensed a dark presence. And in that corner of the door, a shadowy mist-like thing began to form. The best reference that I can give you to picture sort of similar to what I saw is the Dementor in the Harry Potter film. But anyway, this thing began to grow larger and larger until it was shaped like a hooded black figure. But it was still kind of shadowy and misty-like. And as soon as I acknowledged it, it slowly came straight to me. I remember not being able to move at all, not even my pinky. I couldn't speak, and I couldn't scream. I remember I wanted to, like, nudge my husband so that he could wake up, so that he could help me. But I just simply couldn't. He was just, he was just about, like, an inch away from me, but I couldn't even reach him. This dark shadow figure 
came up to my feet and then up my legs until it got straight in my face. He then, with his shadowy hand, placed it over my mouth as to suffocate me. It has been, honestly, it has been the most intense fear that I have ever felt in my entire life. I couldn't breathe, and in that moment, I I truly felt that I was going to die, like right there and then. So what did I do? I just gave up. I gave in. I stopped fighting it. And it was then that I was able to fully move again. Till this day, I don't know if it went away because I stopped fighting it or because it got what it wanted from me. All I can say is that this experience was very, very real and it made me believer in other realms of reality. It kept happening to me. It happened about, I'm gonna say, like three, three other times. And then after that, I wasn't able to sleep for weeks. I had a lot of fear to go to sleep and that's like the worst, to not be able to go to sleep. But yeah, after about the third time, I learned that all I needed to do, all I had to do was to give in and relax and then I would be able to move again. My experience I would say lasted about 30 seconds, but in that moment, it felt like it lasted an hour. I know science tries to explain it, but then why is it that anyone who has experienced this always sees the same thing? How is it that we can all hallucinate the same entities? For me, it has been one of the most realist experiences that I have ever had. And it gets me thinking. It reminds me of that scene from that movie, The Matrix, where Morpheus asks Neo, what is real? What you can hear, taste, smell, see, touch? Then those are just electrical signals interpreted by your brain. And so is sleep paralysis just a sleep disorder? Or is it something more? Because after what I experienced, I definitely believe there is something more to it. And if any of you out there have ever experienced sleep paralysis, please go ahead and contact me. I would love to hear your experience with it. Well guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. And don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. Lastly, if you have any questions, feedback, or if you just simply want to share something with me, you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.